You are listening to the Heart of Tradition podcast. Okay, I wanted to talk to you today about magnesium that we buy in stores, uh, glycinate, orotate, threonate, all these types of combinations, patented molecules <laughs> that you find on the shelves. Um, so they don't use chloride because chloride you can't patent as it is. And so, and they don't use just the, the product as a base product either, like transdermal magnesium as a base because they want to add aloe vera and other things to it because then they can copyright that. So whatever they can put a trademark on that allows them to protect their, their investment and the money they put in and everything else. Sounds logical, sounds good. But the problem is, does aloe vera really help magnesium in its transport, membrane transport capacity? Probably not. And so getting these things pure and respecting nature as she comes and not trying to edit, change, dilute, turn into a cream or whatever to meet everyone you know, on their side of the street, find a way that we can meet nature and take her as she is and learn to use it. And that can be the education is how we can use it. Like <clears throat> instead of you know trying to cut it up and make it into our own in that same way. So all of these magnesium molecules you buy, they're all of them, 99.9%. They're all solvent extracted, chemically treated magnesium, which has been upgraded. That's the industry term for it. So that means that they take undiscerning rock strata, hopefully not open seas, like, you know, in Mongolia or Dead Sea or, you know, Salt Lake or these places are even worse because, you know, the pollution, the bromine, the mercury, things like that. So they have to get that out on top of it. But even if they take strata in the earth and, you know, undiscerning rock strata, which is usually the case, and then they have to separate calcium, potassium, and other things connected to it, and then they pull that out through solvents. And then if there's some heavy metals and stuff, they pull that out too. And so they get these solvents on there, and then they finish the product, and now we have the magnesium chloride. It's sitting there alone, and its molecules, the, the tentacles, you could say, of the molecule have now been neutered. So they've all been cut off because all these little things were attached to it, and they just washed it all in chemicals and then pulled that back out. And so this is creating a different molecule than what you had, than what you have in a natural state. So this is the base molecule. And from this molecule, they move on to, they're actually copying the body, which is strange. Well, it's not strange because they know what's happening, but they don't want you to know about it. Like, so <clears throat> they actually know that it's coming through this, that these things can be formed in the skin because the skin does this with the chloride molecule. And it also does it in the digestion. It turns chloride into hydrochloric acid. It turns into the chloride molecule when you eat other magnesium coming in through food. So there's always this chlorification process. <clears throat> and so anyway, but the magnesium chloride is the base molecule in the ocean, yeah? And so it's not magnesium sulfate like Epsom salt, which is different. And even, even Epsom salt in its origin was much better than it is today because it was a natural stone and it was from a certain region in London or England. And so they used it, you know, and this was a big deal, this type of stone. But now we could just create Epsom. So that's a totally different beast. We create it ourselves now. And so it's not the same properties and it's been solvent extracted. It goes through all that stuff. And it's also not isolated and it's also a sulfate. So the sulfate, um, you know, comes through, uh, it's more of a detoxification process, but not a deep detoxification. It's a surface level detoxification of the skin. 
So that helps the Epsom salt in the bath water. It helps us to detox the skin. Things have already, the liver's already pushed towards the skin and now we get that final level out. Okay, it helps for that. But the problem is the bath water. The bath water is so bad that the Epsom salt, if you're lucky with radioactive and isotopes and radon 22 and iodine 131, all these different things that we find now, you're lucky if the Epsom salt um, can just bring the bathwater up to neutral. So you're not going anywhere beyond that, and you're definitely not going into the cellular level, which is what the chloride is famous for. <clears throat> so if you have, um, so you have this base neutered molecule, and then they take that and they make their glycinate, they, they associate it with acidification processes, and then they associate it with fats and lipids and glycine and different types of sugars or whatever they can get to make it be seen, you know, seem to the body as food to some degree. <clears throat> so they take this. And so this molecule, what we, we, we overlook every time is what's the base molecule? Because once all that stuff is undone in the body and that food is eaten, then the base molecule comes back into play in the body. And so that base molecule being neutered is going down there making all these conjugations and bonds and structures and lattice work to create bones, tissues, tendons, teeth, everything else, soft tissue. So do we really want that structure to be hindered by this type of magnesium that doesn't form stronger bonds because of the way it's been broken apart? So what we want is we want a natural state molecule. Now that is 0.011% of the market. And it's us, for example. And it's probably out there somewhere else in, you know, other people who are using this same source and things like that. Be careful, though, because if they don't have this Eckstein Inside logo right on the bottle, they're not using the real stuff. They're cutting it with something else, diluting it. They used to use it. Now they don't because they expanded. That's a big one we find. We call it mixing in the industry. So they were using it, and so they can retain their claims because they're like, oh, there's still a little bit in there, a couple drops. And then it... And but then they're you know they're they're actually importing now at, for cheaper, which is Asia. So ninety eighty percent of the magnesium in the world comes from Asia. And then they the Asians will remarket it as European because they're smart. And then the Europeans, well, not the Europeans because they're smart. But in America, which Americans are smart too, but they're not smart on this one, <laughs> on this type of thing, <clears throat> on local origins and things like that. That America is a little more lost on than Europe. So in that field, they take this stuff and they pretend to just look the other way about where it really comes from. They're like, oh, we bought it from these Asian guys. And they are their agent who's not Asian, who's from maybe a lab in, in, in Holland. And they sent us a lab test result of samples that were sent in from China. Who knows where? Nobody controls the origin of the samples in a lab. They don't have a tracing unit that goes out and traces that. So they just sell out of the Holland port system and everybody thinks it's on the Zextone. It's not. And so there's only one source for this. So when you have the base molecule like that, you can't get the, the uptake, the bond, and the conjugation, those things at the deeper level. It's logical huh? that when you solvent extract and cut all these things off that were there, then not only that, but you're even going to have a hard time pulling those same toxins out of the body now. Because the magnesium would have got in there and been able to pull aluminum and heavy metals and things out. But because you spend your time trying to extract and solvent extract and pull all those things off of it anyway, because you got a dirty version of magnesium from the get-go because, you you know, it's just undiscerning rock strata, then it can't stick to those same things because it's already been neutered of those things. It's, it's got, it's been, I guess you could say, sterilized to some degree. It's called upgrading in the industry. 
But anyway, so when you have a natural state molecule which comes from a soft stone that cannot be recreated, nature had to create this over 250 million years, this ocean had to separate from the main ocean twice and become landlocked, and this allowed for a huge cleaning of all of its minerals. And so, <clears throat> you know, it changed the properties of the water, and it changed the properties, you know, over time as it, you know, turned into, you know, sediment and rock strata and everything else. Um, from whatever cataclysms and different things that came along and, and just emptied out and, 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 and then that remained, whatever the, the residue and salt marsh and all that, what, that was there. And so that great ocean becomes a strata, right? And so that strata is what we use and we send water down there. It touches the strata. We bring that same brine up to the surface and we bottle it. And we're not doing anything new. The Greeks and Romans... In the city of Bath in England, in the city of Spa in Belgium, in the region of Magnesia, they were using soft stones too. And they knew how to bring water to them. And they could take those that water, that brine, and they would use it on their legs and their body, and they would overcome deficiency. And their own their whole culture was built around it. So it wasn't just some random sideshow. It was a central piece of their culture. So we're coming back to what that was all about and why the Romans took over all of those things as well because they were smart, and so we're coming back to this old wisdom, and you cannot find health if you've got 3,000 years of history thrown into a trash can somewhere. Nature hates wastage. We can't waste. We can't waste information, wisdom, anything. So this stuff has to be reintegrated into us in the modern times and brought back to use, and so it's coming through the transdermal route and the Zextine Inside logo and always in glass bottles. So don't be fooled. Just because they say brain barrier... Uh, blood-brain barrier, or they say, you know, this one only, this is full spectrum, which is not. We are actually full spectrum. And so we help people to understand what true full spectrum is. Um, but full spectrum for them is you just add a bunch of orotates and pedalates and threonates all together and you got a full spectrum, you know. So that's 10,000 patents we can throw together and sell you that. So what they don't want you to figure out is you can do it all with the chloride molecule. The chloride molecule brings it in through the skin. The skin creates acidification processes and then fat processes and turns it into that same food that they are trying to create in a lab. And it does it with an efficiency you cannot overcome with a lab. It's intense, it's amazing, and it's easy and it's economical for the body. It doesn't hurt the kidneys because it comes in through the filtration system of the skin. So this is wisdom, not mine. I took it from where it came and so can you. It's coming from the past, and so, but it needs a modern revamp to bring it to, to culture today. So we're trying to help do that at theheartoftradition.com. Get the right stuff. Don't be fooled by their marketing. The blood-brain barrier marketing for Threonate is just one example of how they've used things to make you think you cannot get things in. We're discovering now vascular ganglia in the brain through which the brain does selectively permeable as a selectively permeable entity, like all cells in the body, it does allow things into it, depending on what it needs. And that's the smart thing about the brain. And so it leaves a lot of stuff out, but it brings in what it needs, and magnesium is one of those things. So don't be fooled. They're just getting the, the marketing going once they develop their patent. And I'm not saying even that those are bad things, you know, those pills and those things. We need the magnesium, so they're going to help a little bit. And some people, they help a lot, but it's just because they need the magnesium. It's not because the, the, that patent is so amazing. It's just because they need it. So if they were getting it on a more softer level, maybe that is better, the 3 and 8, on a quick, fast, 
gives you such a high dose, maybe. But when you're doing this all the time through the chloride, through the, through the dermal system, your, your body will no longer need those quicker peaks because it'll start to get not the jolt, the jolt of the positive from magnesium and then the negative from the kidney processing, not that jolt, but like a over, you know, glow of being able to use this in a constant economical way for the body through the skin. So come check us out, get the right stuff at theheartoftradition.com. Don't 95% of brands in America are using the fake stuff, even if it says it's from Europe, even if it says it's next time. So come check us out, theheartoftradition.com.